Hey, hey, hey! It's that time again. You've checked your watch. The time is correct. It's time for Lamer Things, episode four. Say what up, y'all. What up, y'all? Uh, we are your hosts, Mr. Obviously Obe. We got Mr. Mike Salt and Mr. Uh, Philly, Philly, Philly Cheese Pentagar. Philip? Thank you. Thank you prefer. for having me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick, Phil, what would you prefer? Just Phil? Yeah, just Phil's fine. Just Phil. Wow. That's your new All name. Right. Just, just Phil. Phil. JP. Oh, my God. He's JP. <laughs> Keep it real. Uh. All right, dudes, we got a plethora of things to talk about. This episode's going to go everywhere. We're going to go a little left, a little right. Um, Started off, yeah. I just want to ask, how, how are you guys doing? How's everybody doing? It's a weird, weird state of the world. So? Oh, well, I mean, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, with, you know, three people on here, so it's not really sure who's going to jump in first, but no, nah, I mean, it's it's just a, it's a time that we definitely have been taking a lot of time to uh, take the attention that this is, the situation deserves and talk to the kids about what's going on and let the young ones understand why. Younglings, if yeah, you will. The, yeah, the little Padawans and making sure they know why this is happening. And it's uh, yeah. been a, my son is 11, kind of gets it more. He kind of understands it. It's been kind of hard for him to grasp the reality of it. My daughter's kind of like, oh, so is this normal? But she doesn't understand. So. It, it, that reminds me of that meme where it's always like, is this whatever? And right. it's like, it's like Kyla's like, is this life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shouldn't be Kyla. It shouldn't be. <laughs> Normal? This? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ideally yeah. not, Kyla. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we took her down took the kids down to the protests and let them, you know, uh, kind of observe and explain to them why it was happening and what why it was mm. important and stuff. That's good. So it was kind of a... It was good for the kids to see. So, yeah. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing good. You know, um, I'm here in uh, Southern California, and uh, it's just an interesting time. You know, just uh, it's good to see people in mass and out demonstrating, yeah. and um, you know, just putting the right foot forward, and you know, even seeing how people come together in response to you know the use of force by uh, police officers and stuff like that. Just seeing human beings help one another and in spite of all the things that are going on, it's it's good to see. So I remain hopeful. Well, yeah, and I appreciate that. I appreciate all of that. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't that we're definitely not the group to get too political, but it's something you just can't ignore uh, right now. Um, so I'm glad we touched on that a little bit. And especially with, you know, what we talk about in general with these superheroes and, and well, it's not always superheroes, but just fantasy and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, I think it's important that uh, we touch on that a little bit and just be like, you know, this is the state of the world and this is reality. And, uh, you know, it's good that we can have an escape is, is what I'm trying to say. If anything, we can escape into these fantasies and talk about, this other, other things, stuff, yeah. you know, things that are that are that are fun. So, I, you know, thanks for coming on, both of you, and we can we can have some fun. Hopefully, we can give other people some fun uh, and uh, maybe something to bitch about, other right? than the rest of the world. Right? They'll be like, yeah. "Man, those fucking guys! You believe what they said about Infinity War? Dicks! They don't understand Batman. They yeah, don't understand Batman. <laughs> they don't get him at all. 
Well, I mean, all four of those listeners will be happy to hear this. So. Look, man, we're trying to grow. We're trying to grow an audience, and that comes down to you folks. We'll it's get to that later. I, there's one thing I want to bring up that caught my attention on the interwebs today, and it, it's going to go directly to Phil. Um, so Phil and I were talking about, not too long ago, about how um, Bat, Batwoman, uh, that that whole show, Ruby Rose left the lead role and just, just kind of like, hey, we finished the first season. I'm out. I'm out. And it's like, Excuse you know, it. we were talking, Phil, we were talking about how, uh, you know, it's like in this day and age, man, you can't just recast that. You can't recast the same character and get away with it anymore like you used to. People used to let that shit go. They don't <laughs> let that shit go yeah. anymore. It's like that's the death of a of anything, a series, a movie um, series, right? Like, like. It's it, like I think about I, this is not like at all what we would generally talk about, but I think about like the Fast and Furious movies, and it's like when Paul Walker died, it's like he had to go. They had to give him an exit. He was and gone. It's yeah, you don't just recast Paul Walker. You know what I mean? Hi. Like, hi guys, I am still here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not, me, Brian. <laughs> I had the face-off surgery. I am still I, here. Yeah. My you point remember, is you remember me from our prior adventure. <laughs> I I read online today that they're like, yeah, we can't do that. So they're just gonna replace the character. Yeah, yeah. And I, I that. think that's a wise move. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I don't know how they're gonna be just like come back like episode one in a new season and be like, Well, that other girl, she's gone now. But I'm here and I'm gonna be back, girl. <laughs> I'm interested. Like I didn't move. really watch the show, but I'm interested to see what they do. Like legitimately, I, I haven't watched it, but I'll probably watch the first episode just to see what they even do. I uh, heard about this. Um, I am not excited because they are not even going. They're not going with a, a comic book character. They're going to be like, oh, so Batwoman disappeared, and then this other rando is just going to pick up her mantle instead of going. Oh, instead of going, Batwoman go to Batgirl and have Barbara Gordon step in. You know, they're, they're just, that would have been go. smart, but they're just going to create someone out of thin air and just be like, "Yes, I, I am Batwoman now." Having not watched the show, was Barbara Gordon ever mentioned in the show that you know of, Phil? I have not watched the show. I tried to watch it. Did not. I'm glad we're talking head. about it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, so, no, so nobody here has seen it. We just read okay, the titles. So okay, cool. According to Arrowverse <laughs> Wikipedia. Arrowverse Wikipedia says she's an English teacher at New Gotham High School. Uh, she operated as a vigilante alongside Batman under the moniker Batgirl. So she exists in the continuity as Batgirl at some point in time. So, so hmm. they could introduce her to, to like, okay, Batwoman steps onto the scene. She does some, some stuff, makes a scene, and then disappears. And then Barbara Gordon steps in, and then they you know take the story from there. But just being like, oh, this streetwise kid is now uh, going to take in, take over the role of Batwoman because she's feisty and survives on the street. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, that's what that creates more problems with trying to, you know. Oh, she's already she's already uh, she's she's paralyzed. So (laughs) she's already. That's what I'm asking. Like, yeah, she's already Oracle on the show. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, that's why they're not going to do that. They could easily be like, oh, we have tech that makes her spying work because that's what they did to Felicity and Arrow. Or Felicity or they could do out. the Batman, uh, the Dark Knight method and use the magic rope. 
the magic, yes, the magic rope. What the magic We're, spine rope that he yeah. fixes his back in the movie? Oh yeah, that's solid. <laughs> you have a <laughs> vertebrate protruding. Yeah. You must go back. <laughs> I'm just saying they could just do that. Hey, they <laughs> also <laughs> fixed his knee with some squeezy technology. <laughs> <laughs> some squeezy. <laughs> The thing clamped down on his leg, and he, then all of a sudden he could kick through brick. Couldn't walk, but could kick through brick. Could kick through brick and then did not use it against the guy that snapped him like a twig, mind you. Yeah. I still like that movie. I still like that scene, though. I'm going to be honest. I know that movie gets a lot of shit. And quite honestly, I feel like they wouldn't have done exactly that had Heath Ledger not died. I would hope not, no. Yeah, I think they had a pre. I think uh, you know Christopher Nolan had different plans probably, and then just kind of had to do what he could do from there. He's but like, well, uh, Heath Ledger's gone. Might as well sink the ship, right? No, no. I just mean uh, I, I did enjoy the the whole downfall of the bat uh, and all that. It's definitely. Yeah. It's weird to think. Not that we need to get into the Dark Knight trilogy right now, but at some uh, point we do. Somebody, somebody brought it up, so it's just like, yeah, it's not the climactic finish I, I personally would have hoped for, but I get it. They had to end on some kind of note, and that's what I appreciate about about those. That trilogy is it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Anyway, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to do an actual. We have to do an actual episode all about the Dark Knight. Uh, trilogy that trilogy yeah absolutely so because i think we all have differing opinions and i'm the outsider you always say anything batman is, uh, let not me ask everything. you this is, is there anything batman that you do like i like batfleck i think he's a hell of a guy i don't yeah, like a lot of all the, the stuff he's in you just like him i like parts of him i don't like that sounds, him. <laughs> that sounds very from the waist down um, yeah, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying that's how no, that comes ba- across. The bat fight at the in a uh, Batman vs Superman was pretty boss. Um, but here's the thing: is you can thank Snyder for that. I'm not hating on Snyder. I like Snyder. I've always been a fan of Snyder. I just think that he fucked up BVS and Justice League. It needs to uh, kind of. He did not fuck up Justice League, and he's gonna prove you wrong soon. <laughs> we'll see. So. Um, no, I like Zack Snyder, and I really like his vision. I just don't think it was. I don't think it was good. I just I like the idea of it behind it, though. I don't think it was performing. I'm gonna well. I'm gonna ask Phil this next question. Phil, what do you think about this talk? Um, I think it's David. I could never say this guy's name. Air. Yeah. A Y E R. About the whole um, Joker like recut the um the fucking Suicide Squad like oh they did. Uh, they sh- they totally got the Joker portrayal wrong, and you know people are basically calling for that cut now. What do you think about all that? You think they should do that? I mean, I when uh, when people started petitioning and the Snyder cut was going to be made a reality after you know fan clamoring and you know the necessity for streaming content. You know, I was like. Pandora's box has been opened. And so That's true. this is just uh, the first symptom of that. I mean, the movie, it doesn't need to be released. I mean, it would be interesting just to see if they could actually use that to create a, a cohesive movie that, you know, sheds light on the, you know, maybe some of the character development. But 
I mean, is it a necessity? They should focus their attention on the the movies coming down the line. Make better movies the first time and not try to, okay, well, we'll just re-edit it this way. And then, do you like it now? Do you like it now? Right. But isn't that the studio's fault? Yeah. I mean, don't don't you blame the studio for... I mean, obviously, we're not there for these conversations, right? It's easy to blame the studio. But I can also easily see where, like, studios like, ah, that won't sell toys. Well, David we Ayer... fucking Batman and Robin. Yeah, David Ayer was on record. He's like, uh, the reason that De- uh, my movie sucks is because Deadpool. Because Deadpool came out rated R. It was funny. It did mega money. So the studio saw the success of that and went, okay, that's what we want. How do we make this movie into that movie? So then they tried to, mm-hmm. you know, po- post shooting it and post everything. They basically tried to re-edit and make a movie. They literally hired the same people that made the trailer for it. They hired that company to reshoot the re-cut the entire movie to make it more, uh, more of the Deadpool-y feel, the comedy type undertone. Um, and they had to reshoot scenes just to make sure that still kind of fits. And overall, it was a mess. However, I, yeah. on the opposite side, am excited for the air cut more than probably I should be because I think that uh, I would love Will Smith as in that movie. And I really think that he was not given a good shot of that character. So I'd really like to see that, um, you know, drawn out more. Um, and I liked, I liked almost all those characters except for uh, Killer Croc. So I think it'd be kind of cool to see them actually done right. So I don't know. I just, I just rather have them done right in the next movie that they're going to make with James Gunn. But Will Smith's like, not going to be in there. It, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Well, I, th- I think Will Smith was like an I don't anchor's not the right word, but he was like He's supposed to be the big money maker there. Yeah, he was supposed to be the selling point, right? It's like even if this movie's a turd, people see it will see it because and it, which it was. Uh, because Will Smith's in it, which Will Smith's good in whatever he does. I mean, I'm argue that 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 could be a talking point right there. Yeah, Will Smith is good in everything he's in. I'm trying to think, <laughs> that one hurts. Um, what was that stupid fairy one he did on Netflix recently? Oh, Bright. Bright. Yeah, didn't like that one. Yeah, but he was good in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I didn't. Okay. No, there's a lot of movies people don't like, but he's always good. He's always appealing. Yeah. In what he's doing, I'll give you that. No, I, yeah. I, I I really liked him in Suicide Squad. I wish his character got a better shot. Exactly. He did fine. Well, so, <laughs> he did his job. <laughs> so I think that uh, yeah, I understand where Phil's concerned about like where this could you know, open a Pandora's box and like just make a good movie the first time. But yeah. you look at it from the studio standpoint. They're trying to do HBO uh, Max. What is it? What, what is it called? HBO, HBO Max. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, thank you. So they're trying to do HBO Max, and they're like, "We have all these properties. We need to we need to get subscriptions in. We have to do X, Y, and Z. Making original content takes a long time, and also it costs a lot of money. If we just have these things that already exist, and we throw some money at it, we don't throw as much money at it as original content, and we can have it done within a year. You know, like it, it makes sense from their standpoint." to do this because it's going to draw in a crowd that hopefully sticks around for what they do next. And like I said, weeks ago, HBO max is just going to eat all DC's uh, streaming platform. Like they already have HBO max Mm -hmm. is going to have doom patrol. The DC streaming platform was doomed. They've it's been doomed forever. Yeah. So they were just trying to get in where they could. 
and I brought it up a couple weeks ago, and you guys both fucking looked me square in the eyes through a podcast yeah, and said, you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, so, and the Doom Patrol is going to be on there now. Like, so it's just a matter of time. DC is dead. HBO is going to eat all the DC stuff, and it's going to be, you're going to have Titans on there and all that shit rel- relatively soon, which also probably means there's a platform on HBO Max for DC original content. So I'm kind of excited about how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, Phil. Uh, I'm, I'm more uh, looking forward to like the products coming down the line, like them redoing the air cut. Like that, it's just whatever. Like I can watch that movie and take it or leave it. But I'm. But you'll I'm watch it. Be, I don't. I mean, I'll. I watch Suicide Squad just because you know, for the for the culture. You know, I like I watch all these comic book movies. I want to have an informed opinion if I'm going to have one. But um, I mean, it rehashing these movies for extra dollars and subscriptions that doesn't entice me at all and then they're probably just going to use smack like thrown together foot i'm just not interested like whatever like let's just move on to the next thing like give me a good suicide squad do Mm -hmm. a dark do a justice league dark movie movie that's actually good do do some of the other characters do a hawkman movie just the just society of america in black adam like do that movie right you know, there's so many things that I'm like, I don't want to see Jared Leto's Joker trying to redeem himself in a movie I've already seen. Have him yeah. redeem himself in a new movie, in the next Batman movie, you know, in the continuity. Move forward. Stop moving. Stop looking at the old stuff. Well, I'm not arguing that, but I'm just saying, and you have to agree that from their standpoint, they have it's a smart move by them. It's not going to cost much money. It's not going to take much time. They'll have exclusive product for people to watch from a business standpoint i get it from a a uh, consumer standpoint i agree with phil where it's like i i think that the justice league is a unique position where there's a lot more going on with why that movie turned into what it was versus what happened with fucking uh suicide squad right that was just you know studio greed if anything, it's like, oh, we got to make it this. We got to make this is what's hip and happening now. And it's, that's what we got to do versus with Justice League and everything that happened with Snyder and his daughter and having to exit and, you know, the backlash from BVS and all that sort of thing. It's like that was a unique scenario where a whole lot of other vision was completely corrupted and changed. I want to say like basically last minutes in, you know, in terms of these big budget movies, whether it took them six months or a year to, to finalize that last minute change, but it was like last minute. Um, but you look at again, suicide squad or anything else that they want to change or, or give another, Oh, well let's see this. And, and you know, that got, that got fucked up by studios too, or whomever. It's like, yeah, those kinds of things. We can't do this for everything. Right. I think I, I do give the Snyder Cut my blessing for for reasons beyond um, that had a whole movement, you know, that a whole had a whole fucking damn near protest behind it. Um, and I'm I'm personally happy that we're going to get to see it. I think it's it's justice, which is it's called Justice League. So I hear I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't, I personally don't want to see that kind of power in the hands of the fans going forward. Personally, it's I dangerous. do, I do. Yeah, it is dangerous. And I, I do want to see studios 
take a step back, you know, in terms of what you just said, Mike, and like, oh, it's a smart move. And it's like, that's true. But it also makes huge flops when you guys get too businessy. Well, hopefully with all this going on, make a good movie. The studio will look at like, well, say the air cut ends up being more popular than the original cut and say justice league, the Snyder cut is better than the other Snyder cut, the other original justice league. Hopefully the studio can look at that and go, okay, we need to stop interjecting and we need to let this, this division play out. You know, Mm -hmm. hopefully that's the lesson that's going to be learned from this. So in the way David Ayer, even whether you want it or not, but if it plays out well and it's good, then it might actually help what you're trying to say is make good movies in the first place, which I would say in most of these comic book movies cases, everybody comes in with good intentions, but, a lot of them that flop or because of studio inter- interventions for the long part, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of making good movies from the start, and let's uh, hop to the other side of the, the comic and the MCU. And uh, they are about to open up the gates to another phase and they have movies coming down in the pipeline. Is that a segue? That was yes, a good segue. Yes. I liked it. It was solid segue. Yeah, I like it. Good. good work. Really like it. Everybody that. give anyway, me a clap. A little sorry bit. to interrupt because yeah, that, that was, was good. such a good segue, but go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So, just looking forward and, you know, the movies coming down the pipeline. And since uh, DC is, you know, a bee's nest of, you know, the studio doing this and uh, bullshittery you know, fans, fans wanting this and that. Let's look at a, a more uh, solidified vision, and let's uh, let's talk about from the fan standpoint. What do we want to see coming down the pipeline from the MCU? What movies or what characters do you guys want? Personally, I'm excited to see the television series on Disney Plus, Moon Knight. I think that's going to be a hell of a show. I've actually been really amped for that one, and I think that uh, Shang Chi <laughs> could be actually kind of interesting. So hopefully that actually does come out next year. Yeah, I don't know uh, anything you just said. <laughs> you don't yeah, know who Moonlight is? <laughs> no. Yeah, Moonlight is an OG character, dude. Uh, Mark Spector. Um, he's kind of like the Marvel's equivalent of Batman. Yeah, but, I figured uh, you would love him, man. My bad. He has a little bit of the supernatural. He uh, says he's powered by the god Con- uh, Conchu. And um, he calls himself the Fist of Conchu. And it's an Egyptian god. And... Uh, he, uh, Moon Knight was first introduced in the Blade comics. Um, their Blade was tracking werewolf by night, and then they introduced Moon Knight as a character who fights werewolves, and then he became the character that he is today. But yeah, it's a really, it's a really, uh, he's a really interesting character. I'm, I'm with Mike. I'm excited for them for that show. And it's coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's like the third or fourth show they're gonna do. Nice. So, speaking, and, proceed. I was gonna say, uh, speaking of uh, more upcoming shows on Disney Plus, uh, She Hulk. I'm very excited about. They're that doing show. a She Hulk on Disney Plus, dude. Yeah, you bro. are behind because they're also doing a Miss Marvel. They're uh, doing that Hawkeye, the WandaVision, Loki, the What Ifs. I saw the WandaVision and the Loki, yeah. Um, the yeah, She-Hulk, but, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to play out, to be honest. So what I've heard is they're going to um, basically introduce the Red Hulk. Um, they're gonna, because that's the reason why they kept Thaddeus Ross around as a character. They When they reintroduced him in Civil War, you know, why 
he why else bring him back out of nowhere? Why else bring him back? The the actor that plays him, uh, I think his name is John Hurt. Uh, no, it's not John Hurt. The actor that plays uh, Thunderbolt Ross is actually a avid Hulk fan, so he took this role specifically to uh, eventually become be yeah. Red Hulk. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to hear who they cast as She Hulk. I've uh, read. Uh, some of the some of her comics and just she breaks the the fourth wall so i'm interested to see how they do that i bet you um, they ignore integrate it. that integrate that well, they, don't no, wanna, they really they, they literally can't, like go ahead sorry phil they go literally ahead. can't because that's like an integral part of her her comic books and her storyline you know they may do it a little bit it was like a like tongue-in-cheek but the whole she will she hope breaking the fourth wall and talking to the uh the drawers the the it's all in there, just like Deadpool, which is interesting. And I just to see that executed in a TV show, I feel like would be really, really funny. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I just don't see how in this exact Marvel universe they have, they have the room for the Deadpool's and the She-Hulks of the universe. I would like to see it happen. I just, I don't think Marvel. I mean, as as brave as Disney is by just expanding to characters like the Eternals and Shang-Chi and these characters that nobody has, or Miss Marvel. We haven't even touched on what the hell they're going to do with Miss Marvel, but um, She-Hulk and Breaking the Fourth Wall. I think that might be too out left field for them. They're not, maybe, I don't think they're going to be willing to take that chance. We'll see. It's like the last TV show they have on their slate, so they have a couple years to see if they actually want to get there. Um, But, I mean, they... They, they try to extend – well, they're talking with Mark Ruffalo to do more Hulk content. So – and they've already announced – Yeah, because they the shit so can Hulk in the fucking main cinema. Yeah, they basically have written Hulk into a corner. I don't like where he's at currently, to be honest. No, they basically yeah. said he's done. I don't know. I mean, I heard, I heard he's coming back for the She-Hulk, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they, they actually need him for She-Hulk, so... Yeah, <laughs> right, they, he'll be in they, that, but they, I'm talking about, like, in the main cinema and all that, he's done. Toast. What do you mean, what do you mean he's done? I think like, he's... Like, like, they're not going to use him anymore. Like, he's got no more storyline. He's got no more story arc. In the, like, where they're still going to have four carry on certain things. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other ways they can make it happen. They're, Marvel's not afraid to kind of tweak origins to th- what the, the universe says, but I also feel like they would have a hard time creating the She-Hulk if they didn't have directly the Hulk there for it to happen. And there have been like reports of Mark Ruffalo talking with Kevin Feige about uh, adding more Hulk content. You know, Marvel recently bought the rights uh, back from Hulk, uh, from Universal. From Paramount. Uh, yeah, Paramount Universal, wherever that works out. Yeah. Um, so they can do more movies. Um, so, I mean, they're not done. They did write, Brian's right. They did write him into a corner with the whole, him using the gauntlet, making his arm like lame or something like that. I mean, smart um, Hulk. No, the Professor Hulk is a part of his history. So that's accurate. But just, no, that, you know, but not the way they portrayed over it. The, uh, I mean, he should be more of a he should be a separate entity. He yeah. should be his own personality, not just Hulk, not just uh, Bruce in control. You yep. know, they've they've done some things, but I mean, with these TV shows, they can really dive into the character development. So that's where I yeah. hope they flesh some of this out. Um, I feel like an interesting thing they could do to kind of take him course correct the Hulk is 
have him experiment on himself further to try and fix his arm to be, you know, the, he wants to be the strongest there is again. Yeah. He experiments on, him, on himself and then, like, he becomes the Savage Hulk again, but it fixes his arm. So, you know, it's like a win-win. You get that. Well, you get the mindless brute back, but you get an And I, I always liked the dynamic that they had before the last movie where it was he needed him, but he didn't want to have him. And it was kind of like a, a just a bad relationship that Bruce Banner had. And even I, I'm one of the few advocates for Edward Norton's The Hulk movie. I love that movie. Um, I liked it too. But, I thought it was good. You could totally see where there was like the, he was, there was the fear and like the, he hated himself for what he was and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then by, by Mm -hmm. the, but the story arc in Avengers, he kind of has to accept it as this is also part of me. And then by infinity war, I mean, by end game, he's kind of like, never mind. I'm just me now, but I'm also really strong and green. So I I didn't honestly, I felt he was more comedy relief than anything. Yeah, he was Comedic wasted. I think he was wasted. Hulk was mega wasted, in my opinion. But they also had so much going on in that movie. There wasn't enough time for extra Hulk stuff. So I can all, I can't really, I guess, knock on him too much for that. Brian, who do you? Who are you excited to? Uh, for uh, who are you excited for Marvel to bring into the movies? What character would you like to see? Well, I don't. I don't know exactly what character I would like to see. I. I think for me, I'm more concerned about the unfamiliarity of the next phase, right? I think that, and I think honestly, I think Disney and Marvel's scared about that too because I keep hearing talks about bringing, you know, Robert Downey Jr. back in in many capacities. He's. I know he's signed up to do voiceover work for uh iron heart yeah um which i think is cool i think that's totally fine i think that's a i think that's a great capacity to bring him back in because he's ai and you know it's not really him but it is so you you know that's a great way to have him come back but i mean i hear like they're actually talking about bringing him back which i think shits on everything endgame did um endgame loses all weight if you bring back Robert Downey Jr. So and I his sacrifice and shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm not for it for that reason. Not that I wouldn't like to see him back on camera. And obviously that was a great ride, that 10 year ride uh, with what he did. Um, but I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the right move for the phase. And I, I and I don't think they're going to do it. I don't know. I keep here. I, it's been a little while. I mean, basically I was hearing about it and then COVID struck and so you don't really know where they're at with all the negotiations and things. Um, but I, I, here's the thing is is we enter a phase where I start losing all my credibility because I don't recognize a lot of these characters. You know, we're talking about getting um, uh, Eternals, Natalie Shang-Chi. Portman. Yeah, and, and Natalie Portman is Thor. Yeah, that's going to be so and, cool. Uh, but I think, no, I think that's really cool. Don't get me wrong. But it's like... We are, we are, they are really taking, Marvel's really like, okay, it's phase four. Let's take this momentum we have and then we've built and do it again, basically. Right. I think think it's really cool because they have, they have some characters that have been around long enough to relate to throughout this phase. They still have Spider-Man. They still have Doctor Strange. They still have Thor. Thor's going to be handing off the mantle, I want to assume, for Natalie Portman. But I don't know how long Natalie Portman would want to be Thor, even if that was successful. Right. But we, we still have Spider-Man and whatever 
is left in the Spider-Man Do we bullshit. Though? Yeah, Do we, we have him for one we movie a, we, at we least. We had a whole fucking episode about how he's not really there. So. He's, he's technically at this time borrowed. But the Eternals, uh, we have a Guardians of the Galaxy at some point, And then, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many new characters. And like Doctor Strange movie, as I liked it, but it wasn't the strongest movie. I like visually mm-hmm. it was amazing though. Um, the th- the multiverse of madness should open up fucking everything. Who knows the X Men could be available, Fantastic Four. Who knows how they're going to do? And we still haven't touched on like there's so many loose threads still sitting in the universe, like, like Guardians of the Galaxy, and like they Phil still and I talked about that. I don't know if we talked about that in private or on here, but how basically multiverse of madness is that? Did I say that right? Um, is a uh, is going that's obviously how they're going to bring X-Men in, right Phil? Isn't that what we talked about? Uh, I I don't think I don't think Multiverse of Madness is going to be how they bring in the X-Men. I feel like Multiverse of Madness is going to be how they expand on the universe and maybe touch into more of the mystical side. You know, if uh, Marvel is using the blueprints from the comic books to basically shape their world. So in the Ultimates line of comic books, there's there's two basic there's two versions of how you make mutants. You can have uh, a man-made version of mutants, which they did in the Ultimate line of comic books. Like Wolverine was essentially the first mutant, and he basically had a genetic anomaly that, through experimentation, they created the X gene, and then they gassed the population of Earth, and then that's how you get the X gene, and then from there you get mutants or you have the Eternals and the Celestials, you, the Celestial hosts, which are basically enormous. The, um, the Celestials that you saw in guardians of the galaxy with the giant hammer, you know, and he cleanses the planet. A, mm-hmm. a Celestial dies on planet earth and his blood seeps into the, the ground. And then through the Celestials blood in the ground, that's where you get the X gene and that's where mutants come from. So I feel like they're going to do that with the Eternals and, you know, they create an, a threat that's bigger than Thanos because you have to think, how do you top the big bad for after 10 years mm-hmm. of planning and stuff like that? So, I mean, it's... Um, well, they were trying to act like Thanos wasn't gone. I mean, or at yeah, least and that's the... He's you know, not the gone. infinity if stones. He can be snapped if the people, if the if everyone could be undone by the blip. That means that someone could undo Tony Stark's blip and bring mm-hmm. back Thanos and his army. They could be reconstituted by the rules that they set forth in the movies. So mm-hmm. I mean, with the with the new characters and like them, you know, pushing forward, you know. Some of these, some of these characters can be entryways to bring in other longtime characters that you know other people don't know about. Like we were talking about Mike brought up Miss Marvel. Like, what are you going to do with Miss Marvel? Through that, they can bring in the Inhumans, and in a way that doesn't. Suck. You've already done that. <laughs> they, they pretty much they that show doesn't count. Everything in the Marvel, everything in the Marvel ABC is pretty much getting the slate wiped. And then, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be, like, integrated into the, reintegrated into the movies and Coulson moving forward and blah, 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 blah. But basically, they're going to use Miss Marvel in the Terrigen Mist to bring a comic book accurate Inhumans and they get the Black Bolt 
and the Kree and like more aliens and you you get more access to the galactic side of the Marvel universe through some of these characters. So it's really I'm that's why I'm in, I'm really interested in, you know, the TV shows and then some of the new characters because you get so many more characters through this one person's iPod. You know, that's interesting that you bring that up because we definitely are and have been for some time where you have to pay attention to these shows. Um, you can't just go with the movies alone because they're giving you so many, so much character development and backstory and things that are canon. Um, you know, in the in the shows that they're putting out, um, and you can't, you know, you can't go just from the movies alone and and be like, I mean, you might enjoy the movies, you know, that they do them so well that it's like, oh, I still enjoyed that, but like, what happened here? And it's like, well, yeah. if you watch the show. Well, you have to actually. They've already said that you can like Doctor Strange and WandaVision are going to go hand in hand. Like you need to watch watch both. To actually they did WandaVision yeah. and Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor so Strange too. In the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah. they both you're, go hand in hand. So you're not going. Oh, to I didn't get know the full that. Picture unless you watch. Honestly, it. I was going to ignore WandaVision, and I'm not now. Yeah, what? Well, that show is that. going to be so crazy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's it's going to be a bonker. So I'm looking. Vision is dead. Ish, dead ish. I'm gonna watch. Except for who? Comics. Except for who? Thank you, Uncle. No, I mean Uncle Ben. Everybody comes back. But it used to be Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. That's used to be the rule of thumb. But now we have Spidey Gwen and Gwen Stacy actually has her own comic book now. So now it's just Uncle Ben. Until we get Spider Uncle Ben, Spider Ben. Probably not. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I need Spider Ben. So they're gonna, so they're gonna re, they can rebuild Vision. He's a computer, you know. They do bring back Vision in the comic books, and they have him as the White Vision. That was a design that they primarily used in like the eighties and stuff like that. That uh, if anyone remembers the uh, Avengers arcade game, that had huh, the yeah. White Vision in it. So. They there's a there's precedent for how they could bring Vision back and you know from here I mean I really hope they get into Mephisto, you know the the devil of the Marvel universe, um, Scarlet uh, I mean Scarlet Vision, yeah WandaVision. WandaVision, I'm really <laughs> I'm I'm more interested in that show than I let on just because of the <laughs> for, for just to be weird that show could just be weird as fuck. I mean, it's going no to be reason. weird as fuck. It's going to be Brady Bunch meets fucking I Love Lucy meets everything. It's going to be cool. Yeah, all the promo shit I've been seeing, I'm like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> like, I'm going to pass. No. Nah, um, I mean, but you guys are making me feel like I shouldn't pass. And I no, you shouldn't pass. pass. You're not gonna like, that's all the convincing I needed that it's like, oh, shit, I need to. Okay, my bad. You know, you know another another reason why this the show is interesting because of the reference material. You know, Tom King's uh, the Vision series, where Vision tries to live a suburban life and he builds a family I, for himself, and they go. Yeah, the sub- I think that's what they're basically trying and, to do, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a mix of that and you know some of the Scarlet Witch's history um, to get where they want to steer the ship. You know, uh, but just the the things that they're doing you know they 
the people that make the Marvel shows, you know, they have a love for the backstory, the background of these his, these characters and the history, and it shows even just in like small tiny details. So that's why I'm re- I get really hyped for these shows, just for all the Easter eggs and all the mm. small stuff. Yeah, that's true. Can't, can't knock the Easter eggs. So. Well, one thing we haven't really touched on that I think is something that, I mean, we just ignored, but I think Shang-Chi deserves its own credit for what it is because it's going to be like the most out-of-place character in the entire universe. And he's having his own entire movie. He's going against the Ten Rings. I think it's going to be really freaking cool. That movie should be cool. I, I heard that they're going to introduce Fin Fang Foon, the yeah. giant dragon, into yeah. that movie. And I'm just like, yes! More more comic book accuracy. Like, more of the weird stuff. Like, this, these characters are the things when I was a child and I was reading comic books and I'm like, they're never, they're never going to do this for like, and <laughs> now here we are. We're going to have them an accurate Mandarin and uh, we're gonna have like a crazy dragon kung fu master fights. Like, come on, this is amazing! Yeah, it's literally there's like it, he he's in this universe where there's super powered beings and there's aliens and magic, and he's just a dude that's really good at kung fu. You know, I think it's gonna be kind of. I'm really interested to see how that goes. Uh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and that in uh, one of the things that it's like. A uh, crackpot one in a million, like hope of mine, is with the the Black Widow uh, movie. Is I hope that the end of Black Widow is one of the first introductions for uh, mutants into the MCU. I just I just heard a th- I read about this theory, or I think it was like on Nerdist or something like that, where they theorized that the end of uh, Black Widow is basically the Russian government trying to apprehend superpowered individuals in mass, and then the end the end scene would be them going to the Colossus, the Rasputin family uh, farm to try and. Oh, that'd them. be fun! Yeah, I don't and see how they're going to do that. I mean, they have to start introducing mutants, you know, and yeah. they're probably going to be they're going to baby drop these characters in there. And, you know, they have reference points. I mean, there's another rumor that they may do Omega Red. He may be another character um, that's in the breakout scene where uh, Red Guardian escapes. You know, so the fact that they now have control of the, you know, the Fox mutants and all that kind of stuff, seeing them get being peppered in to these characters uh, into these bigger movies is going to be awesome. Like, yeah, I just about, uh, like, screen accurate Colossus, man. I would rather them do a multiverse of X Men existing in a different universe, because then you can have all the history of all the X. Like the X Men history is so long and so complicated. And otherwise, if it's in the MCU as it stands, then you just say, "Yeah, it's always been there." You just never noticed, and I think that will be hard to really work around when. They've like there's no World War II stuff. There's nothing to do with the mutants throughout any of these Marvel movies, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, they've been behind the scenes. You just never noticed it. Or if you combine right a different a multiverse, moment. yeah, if you have a multiverse where it's always existed, 
And then you somehow make that leaked into the current universe and just say, well, now they're one. Which is why I said they come in at the Multiverse of Madness. Which is what I think is probably more likely to happen. I'm not saying they don't hint it at these things, but I think that's where they bridge it. It's all about the the writing and how, you know, the screenwriters and, you know, Kevin Feige, how they wove the, the weave the tapestry together. But I mean, for them to just say, oh, Professor X has blanketed, you know, the human consciousness on Earth so that, you know, no one knows about mutants or remembers mutants is a quick, you know, way to retcon, you know, their not being in the MCU thus far. And then you just reshoot scenes and then you have, you know, people remembering mutants and then having Captain America be with Wolverine in World War Two, And then they reshoot that for a future movie. And there is ways to integrate the characters that's, that makes sense and is plausible in the universe that, I mean, the X, it would be interesting to have the X-Men apart and in their own uh, sandbox. But if you do that, you don't get things like Avengers versus X-Men. Well, no, or you do because there's controversy between the two. They're conflicting as they show up. I think that's what I was going to say is I think that gives you the best opportunity for X-Men versus Avengers is because they show up, they're, they're not welcomed, they're strange, they're foreign, and it, you have this tension between them. And I think that's what would spark an AVX, you know? See, to, to do something like that, you have to do secret wars and explain like, oh, universes are being mushed together. And now there are people from another universe in this universe now. Like the people aren't ready for that. You have to build to that kind of stuff. So that's why they're, you know, I'm excited for the mutants being introduced, you know, and I'm interested to see how they do it. You know, they might go with Professor X mind wiping everybody or they might do something else. But I mean, whatever they do. they, Whatever yeah. they do, I don't think that they do quickly. I don't think they do swiftly. That's the that's the great thing about the MCU is that it's all they, calculated, you know. Exactly, it's calculated, and that they're not going to just be like we ha- we acquire these quer- these characters characters <laughs> <laughs> these characters. Uh, we got to get them in there asap, you know, fucking throw them in however we can. It's like no. We'll take our time. We'll let it sizzle. We, yeah. Right. We'll write we'll find the right storyline and the way to bring them in that makes sense. And I think however they do bring them in, uh, is gonna be uh, it's sexy. gonna feel good. Yeah, it's gonna be sexy. It's gonna be so Thank sexy, you. yeah. Uh but I do think that you know it's what's ultimately gonna carry the MCU, don't you think? Yeah. I think that like it's great where phase four is going, but I do ultimately think that like phase five is X-Men new X-Men. I guess I think new. that's when we five them in properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their, their own having an, an uncanny X-Men movie is probably, yeah, we're probably another, we're pretty far away from that. Five, you know, yeah. but I mean, they're still, they have to start the process now. So I mean, right. there's a it's another ten years. Psylocke, <laughs> there's a rumor that Psylocke might be in Shang Chi, in the oh, Ten cool. Rings. So you know, just because she's another ninja-based character that they can use for, you know, using the background. You know, you have this guy that has these uh, fucking power rings and he's fucking blasting people and hovering and shit. 
And he's like, okay, well, is he the only special person? No, we have this fucking crazy ninja girl with the purple knives coming out of her hands. Like, all right, let's do this. You know, and then you have, just like how Mike said, regular guy, you know, yeah. eating everybody's ass. <laughs> you know, that's that's what's going to make the movie cult, uh, captivating. Regular regular guy versus the dragon and everybody else, yeah. and regular guy wins. So beyond that, like, there's still so many threads. It's so loud. There's still so many threads that need to be pulled that Marvel hasn't even touched yet, like uh, Adam Warlock. We we had that big old hint, the Easter egg to Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I don't know if they have the juice to actually get to that storyline because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to have uh, so much already going on. I don't know if they actually touched the Adam Warlock storyline or how he fits in the universe at this point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm. it'll be cool. And I hope that they, you know capitalize on that and you know redeem you know that scene that little easter egg but i mean he was the end of uh, guardians of the galaxy 2 so i mean he's probably going to be a main character if not one of the more integral characters as they move towards a galactic landscape you know they have to have space jesus out there. <laughs> uh, I don't know who they're gonna choose. You know, I'm always about the castings. As soon as they make announcements, <laughs> pardon me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Honestly, that found, it sounded like you were gonna make a point with that. <laughs> if they're gonna make this castings, what's your plan? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm just uh, there's so much going on. It's, it should be fun to be a nerd right now. Like anybody, we could sit here and complain about what's going on in DC side as much as we want, or complain about what's going on with everything else. But at the bottom, at the end of the day, we're all really excited this is actually happening. I remember being like early 2000s, we were just getting a boner because X Men was finally out, and we were not at all upset that they were fucking went around in tights and none of the storyline actually made sense. You know. I've been upset about X Men since that movie. I just I kept it to myself just because I was like, you know what? They're trying. I'm gonna <laughs> try. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, yeah. you know that Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren wasn't <laughs> more accurate than this. So you know, you you take what you can get. But now I'm like, hell no! I have seen the mountaintop. You shall. Yeah, not. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a good time to be a, a be be us and be nerds and just enjoy what's happening because there's people that care about it that are now in the the seat to create and it's really cool that those people actually get a chance to do what we've always wanted to see. You know. Yeah, it's an interesting time for sure. I think I think as we kind of touched on earlier, it's also a dangerous time. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there's just so many iterations and and retellings of these characters that you know, the fan control is to be concerned about. Yeah, I just, I want them to make the, I want them to plan out and execute the movies and this, like, whole thing, you know, the way they want to. You know, if, mm-hmm. if MC, if Disney, Marvel, whatever, they want to bring in Miss Marvel and they want to bring in Miles Morales Spider-Man, if they want to bring in, you know, you know, Ghost Rider or the Eternals, X Men, all the and just do it, do it. Cast the people that you want to cast that you think will do the characters justice, not mm-hmm. pull some. What was it? 
the from Doctor Strange that Tilda Swanson bull bull crap. You know, <laughs> it's just you don't need that. It's just do better, move forward. Well, yeah, I think that's yeah, the thing. So it's interesting care. thing about Phase Four of uh, the MCU is that you know here's this opportunity where it's like they've they literally they could have kept everything they were doing with their original characters going, right? Would we have fatigued on it? I'm sure. I'm sure we absolutely would have, and probably not much longer. So they knew they were going out on top, and now they basically have to start over. And but I mean, yes, they have some characters, a little bit of carrying over. Yeah. Spider Man, unfortunately, he's he's in a weird three way in some sort of divorce. Um, or whatever you, what, <laughs> whatever you or... want to call it. or what else do we call that yeah it's right it's a cuckold uh yeah and you have you know the um you have thor and in the guardians of the galaxy i mean i guess you have a pretty good plethora of characters but they're uh, they're not leaning on those characters if anything they're trying to steer you away from them right yeah um with with thor transitioning to mrs uh, thor to miss miss thor yeah exactly (laughs) It's well, still um, Thor. This is, but, but, we, we're not we're not disrespecting Jane Foster. In this that's podcast. not what I, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is they are trying to say, okay, we gave you a cutoff point with those characters essentially, and we're going to give you some continuity with with not with key characters, but not necessarily your favorite characters, right? Um, and we're going to start a new phase, which are where it's phase four, but really it's like do it's like reboot almost right it's like okay now you got to reconvince me that i'm interested in your movies again that's what it feels like to me is like i already know i like marvel movies but you capped off all the characters that you built up yeah you know all your seriously i guess for the most movies dude you can't have six store movies with chris hemsworth you can't you can't no you can't like, no, one, I totally agree. I totally agree. It was the right they're move. They're not gonna pay. They're not gonna pay Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> like you know, as he, you know, gains more traction. You know, yeah. and as story wise, I mean, they can only do so much with that version of Thor, and there oh. are so many more variations. And even doing the Jane Foster Thor, if they introduce her character, they could do one whole movie where they just explore her and then in at the end of her in her character run she gets cancer but she has cancer so she's not even thor for the this entire for a long period of time Mm -hmm. she has to let the hammer go in order to basically survive so Mm -hmm. that and then thor odinson comes back you know there's a way that they can do this that stays true to the characters stays true to you know their vision and gives us interesting movies i don't want to see fast and furious thor seven (laughs) i I couldn't agree more phil and just real quick before we move on to anything else i i uh, i couldn't agree more and uh, that's not exact i wasn't trying to say they should do that you know i think phase four is i just mean phase four is interesting because from like you know, you're you're obviously a well. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say endowed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good job, Phil. 
comic book, a well-versed comic book person. But for the people who aren't, right, they got to convince the public, the people that are going to pay money, right, that, that's going to that make these things popular uh, for the most part, right? It's not just uh, well-knowledged comic book people that go see these things, right? It's the masses. Um, they got to convince them that you st- that Iron Man's not here and maybe Spider-Man's not in this thing, but you got to care about these other characters. And I think they'll do it. That I do think they'll do it. And I do think that uh, you're absolutely right they, that they can they can do um, – that they don't necessarily have to have Jane um, carry the whole – the whole next phase or whatever. It's just, it, it, but she could, if they do it right, right. If we care enough. But um, do you think Natalie Portman would want to do multiple Thor movies? I don't know. What does she else? What does she got going on? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> we got to get to ask her. I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just interested. Again, there, they are. It's a reboot in the sense of, okay, we did that whole run. It was a good run. We do have more plans, plans beyond this second run, right? Yeah. But you have to make us care again is where I feel like you got to come out strong with something like where I feel like they're going to come out with the Eternals movie and it's going to be like another um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like, oh, man, I really didn't understand these characters or know these characters. But people like me who you guys obviously have a great knowledge about them, but I necessarily did not. Um, I'm gonna watch the movie and be like, "That's fucking dope as shit I've ever seen in life." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and then here we go, here we go. I, We're see, gonna. I, we, I don't understand where your beef is. You're like, Marvel's gonna make a movie. I'm not gonna know who these characters are. <laughs> I'm gonna be amazed, and I'm gonna be I'm, take my money. Like, that's it's what not. It's not, it's not my beef, Phil. I'm saying it's their challenge, and yeah. I think they're up for the challenge. But I do think that's the challenge. No, I 100. Right? I'm on your side for once. So this is historic. I agree. I do. I, I think that that was such an epic journey we went on there. Mm-hmm. And then now we don't have the big bad looming over. We don't have the crutch of Iron Man and Captain America to be, you know, to be to rooting for and, you know, to be leading the charge and all that stuff. And we don't know who is even Captain America because even though uh, Falcon has it, we know that there's going to be turmoil within the show. Bucky and uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, there's mm-hmm. going to be the U.S. government's trying to take away the the Captain America's shield and make it the U.S. Uh, U.S. soldier, whatever he is, you know. So we know that who's going to lead these charges. We don't know yet, and I think it's as an audience, there is reason to be like doubtful of like, well, why do I care? That was fun. I had fun when it lasted. Is there going to be enough steam to carry us forward? I know personally that this is a, this is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to everything new and starting fresh and getting new characters and new challenges. So I'm really looking forward no, to it. No, I, I think they ha- that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. I think they have the momentum. I think that they have the the enough like, okay, well, I don't know who this character is, but I like what they've done with basically every other character. I didn't know who they were. Let's keep this going. I, it's just going to be interesting. Let, like, like, let's say five years from now, where it's like we're talking about these new characters like we talked about Iron Man and we talked about – you know, um, Captain America and Thor and all, well, and it, it, it's going to be interesting. But this is definitely Phase Four. Isn't just Phase Four. It's like rebuilding. It's like it, it's completely rebuilding. Yeah, but who's the centerpiece yeah. for the Avengers? Like who? Who's who's the? Equivalent? I say Captain Marvel, but she's getting a lot of backlash. Fans don't. I feel ahead, like the, the the challenge the challenge with some of these new characters and stuff like that is getting more casual fans to 
a good you way know, to describe invest, it. Invest in and read about new characters. You're just like, oh mm-hmm. no, who are these characters? I don't know. Marvel's in the background whispering, pick up a comic book. They're just trying to get you <laughs> to, you know, be like, oh no, who's this? I don't know. They're like, we have 20 years worth of comic books about this person. Can you please buy one? And, they're, and the people that don't know are going to be like, oh, so there's, I can, I can read up about this person. Oh, I can, I can do thing. research. Yeah. I can, they have 15 volumes of comic books that I've never heard of. And you're selling them at five bucks a pop because they haven't moved since the eighties. Sure. <laughs> I think I will. You know, I mean, that's what. Five that's, bucks seems kind of steep. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> that's new comic book money. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's like Marvel is trying to lure you in with characters you don't know and perhaps mm-hmm. entice you to go pick up a comic book before the movie comes back comes out so you know what's going on. They sell more comic books and you're more stoked to see how the character is executed. It's all Phil, like a snake snake that feeds in on itself. I see what you're saying. I feel like you could tell me right now Comic books are a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar year industry, and I'd say lie. It's not though. Okay, I wouldn't say it's that they're not, a billion. I wouldn't say that but they're a billion. I, I don't think like their big Marvel. ploy is to sell comic books. I think it's hey, there's these there's these great characters that we see the I don't want to say the diamond in the rough, but like aren't potential. getting the attention. They have the potential exactly that that haven't been given, and we're gonna spot. I mean, they're good at they're. We, we believe in them enough that we're going to give them these multi, these you know multi million dollar movies and and base our next like archetype our, our whole our whole next phase on them and I think that's like yeah we do have this history that you can go learn about them and all that but I don't know necessarily think it's so that they can push comic books I honest I I I, I, oh, I hope I'm wrong about that I hope that they do bring a resurgence and be like get people into that art you know because i feel like it is a dying art um and it's a it's 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 less seen anymore where people are just like let's go to the comics and and get that that whole uh that art form out there but um i, I mean, hope you have, to look at the, you have to look at the the comic book industry as just free propaganda for their movies that are a billion dollar industry like okay. Black Panther, like that movie, that movie made a billion dollars. And people mm-hmm. were able to go, wow, this character's coming out? Where can I learn about this? And the fact that, you know, the people that are interested go read the comic books, go see the movie, and then go tell their friends to go see the movie. That is how the comic books feed into the hype engine that is Marvel Comics. And then if you, if you read the comics and you see what the publications are coming out the publications are starting to match yeah the movies and the tv Mm -hmm. shows that are coming out in the pipeline there's a falcon and winter soldier comic book that just got relaunched like they're on like issue two or three right now just to hype up the the change uh for the show coming down the pipeline but that's always been that way when they did when they did guardians of the galaxy uh they changed the entire cast yeah, they none, they not they didn't change the entire class. They they changed Peter Quill's design the most, I would say. Then secondly, like Drax the Destroyer, mm-hmm. but you know the Peter Quill Star Lord comic book 
that came out prior to Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, is all in the same tone of Chris Pratt. And it's all to prep people to be prepared for Chris Pratt to be on stage as Star-Lord. And then they go see the movies. Yeah, but mm. you look at historically, comic books always mold to the cinema, the, the movie version of them. Like, that is just... You cannot deny that Blade did it when Blade was wildly successful. The character drastically changed in the comic books. X Men Nick Fury before yeah Samuel L. Jackson became Nick Fury to prepare but, people to yeah. see a black Nick Fury. Like Nick, Fury they also asked for Samuel Jackson's likeness. Yeah, exactly. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say likeness? Yeah, they they seriously oh, they, yeah. they went to Samuel Jackson. They're like, "Hey, we want to make you into Nick Fury. You in?" And then they sold it to him. Like Nick Fury's like, "Cool, yeah, I'll sell that to you." I honestly, I thought you said blackness. Oh, well, they gave like, him that too. Yeah, but that's that's kind of accurate. Yeah. <laughs> right? Before that, he was just a stale, old, like grungy white. Uh, he was generic. He wasn't nothing interesting about this him. David Hasselhoff. What's that? This is all. This is all inaccurate. That is not Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Have you, did you not see The Long Kiss and the Good Night? That movie is awesome. Samuel no, uh, I'm saying the previous <laughs> version of... Uh, <laughs> of do, you, do you disrespect Fury Samuel was, was Jackson very, like that? No, the previous That's version, hard, David you know? Hasselhoff, was very generic. It wasn't oh, fun. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Nick Fury up from like the 50s through... Yeah, it was generic. He needed like, that. I would say like you know? 1999, but to, they changed Nick Fury... They introduced the Black Nick Fury into the comics, and then years down the line, in 2008, you see Nick Fury on TV on the, in the movies in Iron Man 1, and you're like, oh yeah, he's been Black for a couple of years now. That's not weird to prep comic book fans right. like myself. I see what you're like, saying. I see what you're saying. Well, and if you watch the... And, the... and to the masses who don't know either way, they're just like, sure. Sure, he's always been. Well, he's, Wally, all, he's obviously always been black. Wally West. Well, they did. Uh, well, like, Wally West changed over in DC. His whole entire character was rewritten and reformed. Um, X Men was completely written out of existence in Marvel because basically the dispute between Disney and uh, Fox. So they're like, you know what? Fuck they you. Did the same thing with Fantastic Four when yeah. Fox had the Fantastic Four properties. They completely ended the the Fantastic Four line of comic books to, so that there was no promotion for the, yep. uh, the the crappy movie that they put out not that long ago. Fantastic. That, that's a real question, though. How long do you yeah, think so they sit is. on Fantastic Four before they put them out again? Till Black Panther. Oh, that they're, they're, they're coming out. They're, they're coming out strong with that one. Kevin Be, Feige. Like soon, said, do you think? Because that's a oh, third that's reboot. <laughs> eh, I mean, whatever, Spider-Man. Batman, I don't care about. I just want <laughs> accuracy, you know. Um, well, the best way to do it accurately do, would be in Iron Man. It would be in Black Panther too. Yeah, have they announced they, that? I was going to ask that earlier, and then they haven't. A good they announced it. They haven't announced like any of the principal like characters, like production and all that. Their fingers for Namor to be yeah. the main villain, but there's also a chance they might introduce Doctor Doom. Yeah, to have like the whole kings versus king, and I think the, that's why uh, that's what we'll see Fantastic Four. I think that would be interesting. Like, um, I I'm interested to see how they introduce the Fantastic Four, but just the things that they can do with those characters is like they can do so much. Like, galactic, like stretch them. You no, know, 
Because one's very stretchy. Dude, Thank you, you all. Dive into this <laughs> the, um, the Jonathan Hickman run of Fantastic Four is some of the best reading, comic book reading I've done in a while. And it just, there's, these characters can be done well. And especially in the MCU landscape, they could be executed in a way that makes people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah they're going to, yep, they're, they're going to execute them. <laughs> they're going to kill them all. I don't know if that's what you meant to say. <laughs> I know what you meant, but it just it hit the it hit the ear wrong. They're gonna execute those characters. Then why bring them back at all? You killed his momentum. Good job. I did. I'm sorry. It just really hit the ear wrong. You forgive me. But uh, <laughs> but like with the with the Fantastic Four, I mean, like as soon as as soon as we see a casting, like who are they gonna? John Krasinski. These characters. Yes. Like, that is going to get the hype engine like up and going. Like, yeah. I'm really interested in what the MCU is going to be doing is because they, you know, had a rocky start, but then when they got their groove, they really have been hitting the marks as far as trying to, you know, you know, do an accurate product and, you know, adding bits in when they get when they can buy their rights back, you know, as soon as they bought Spidey or got rights to Spidey, like put him in the movie, put him in the movie. You and know? then uh, immediately. Uh, wait, wait, we have the contract, put him in. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They, they shoehorned him in so hard. Yeah. There was a whole nother draft for that movie. If Spider-Man wasn't going to, if the Spidey deal wasn't going to go through and just, that's why I'm, I'm really interested in see with the, they have contingencies. Disney yeah. Disney, Disney plus and, uh, the TV shows can they can develop the characters so much and do a lot of world building that you can't accomplish in a two hour a, a two hour movie, an hour and a half movie. You, they can you get a six episode six hours of these characters and the world and like Miss Marvel, yeah. Miss Marvel and the Inhumans and the Kree Scroll War things like that. Like you can get into that in a six to eight episode TV show. Yeah. With I mean, Disney behind it. Miss Marvel should be a completely different beast. I'm really excited for that one. I don't, I just don't, I, I wonder how they're promotionally going to do it. Cause the general fan will be like, Oh, Miss Marvel. So it's clearly it's captain Marvel, which right. It's, That's it's confusion. Gonna, yeah. So I really, yeah, she looks, she looks totally different, dude. Like that, the marketing for that is probably going to be a total, a different type of a fanfare. There's a different, uh, she has a different fan base than Captain Marvel. Like, Agreed. No, I'm not arguing that. At all. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it. It should be really cool. Uh, I guess culturally, culturally have the, uh, this like broadening the sense of what the superhero is in that universe. It should be really kind of fun. I just, I'm interested to see how they do it. Cause I swear, I know that I'm, I'm, the majority of these casual fans are going to be like, Oh, I didn't even like Captain Marvel. So why am I going to watch Miss Marvel? You know, Miss Marvel. So, and I, mean, like, I feel like like Kamala Khan. Like you're right. You know, the casuals. Like, why am I gonna? Why am I gonna invest in this character? And it's just like, you know, with the right casting, the right actor. You know, you know, Kamala Khan is she's a fan girl. Like she writes fan fiction about the Captain Marvel. Marvel yeah, and you know that kind of stuff would be so funny. You know, in the middle of some fucking like space war or whatever the fuck that they're gonna 
dive into the humans versus the Kree. Uh, but just um, that's what like Brian's concern about them having to sell the characters, you know, sell these new characters to us. You know, that's you know that's when the G- Disney magic has to uh, kick in. You know, make us relate to and want to empathize with these characters. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll nail yeah. it. Pew, pew. But that that is where they're at. Is like they don't they can't ride the coattails necessarily of what they've already established. It's okay. Here's here's new blood. Here's new uh, backgrounds that we got to make interesting for you and and get you to care again. You know, and I think they will. But I, I but that's it's gonna ride the next five ten years. Probably not ten. I bet I bet you know this whole next era is shorter because it's like. Are they really going to sit on X Men for ten years? Like, no, I don't think so, man. That's ten, 10 years. They're not going. They're not going to use that property. I oh no, Fox don't. really burnt that one to the ground, man. They I need some time to cool like, off. I guess that's fair. I mean, if they already had a ten-year plan, if they already had a ten-year plan, and they're just like, well, you know, we can use it in the third act or whatever it is, you know. Of everything we're doing, saying, I thought you were saying like, "Oh, Marvel couldn't use the X Men for ten years worth of movies." I'm oh, saying, "Oh, they thought, can." Oh uh, no, I'm saying, I'm yeah, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying you think they're gonna sit on that property for ten years, and I oh, say no. no. I think they're, they're gonna use them in a few. We're, no, you're gonna see them bad. come through in a few, and uh, I think that they could. I think that there's enough character development they could do with everything else they want to you know, put out there. But I think that the obvious move is, okay, well, we're going to shorten the timeline of that now. We're going to introduce them in three or four years or or slowly pepper them in now and then have full-on X-Men movies in, you know, five years. Um, Maybe even sooner. I have no idea what the hell they're going to do. I mean, it depends on... I I think that's the point of multiverse and the... uh, you almost call had it the it. wrong movie. You almost had it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the next Doctor Strange, you know, <laughs> just, <came up. laughs> just, just came up. <laughs> multiverse of madness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that it's a beautiful opportunity, and that is a, um, a hinge point in everything that they're doing. Um, I don't say to course correct, but to I think it's more to stay that. on course, to be honest. Right to uh, to that's a that's just a beautiful opportunity to introduce these this other world of characters that I think will sustain. Right. It's interesting. It, all about. If you look at like uh, Flashpoint and what Flashpoint hypothetically could do for DC, which is like press the restart right. button and it, it's a different universe, and now we're now we're going from here forward. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. The multiverse of madness. If everything was going wrong with Marvel, which it's not, could have done the exact same kind of reset button. But instead, since Marvel's doing anything right, they get to use it to springboard into completely beautifully unimaginable topics here in the future. So we're really coming off as big old, uh, big old Marvel fanboys right now, like sucking on the teeth of Marvel right now. I don't suck on the teeth. I suck on the dick. <laughs> oh shit, that's aggressive. With teeth, yeah. with only Marvel upstrokes. Boobs. What? I said, I'm fine with marble boob. <laughs> I'll take what I get. I'll take asshole. 
and my exes can attest that is also accurate. <laughs> oh shit! Well, folks, we did not mean to get into that. This year, oh, that's a different podcast. Did. Yeah, <laughs> right. It is weird. Let's see, just to derail for a moment. It's just the difference between us last week to this week, just by yeah. the same people. But these these, these podcasts. No, no, no. Really fucking, I generally listen. Bucking. <laughs> I might have. I might have, which is actually on par <laughs> for the moment. But uh, uh, Jen straight up told me the other day. She's like, yeah. I'll, you know, she likes to listen to two dudes, one's mic, but she's like, no, nah, I don't listen to the other one. She doesn't even call it lamer things. She calls it the other one. <laughs> the she's like, she, she just knows it's not for her. And that's fair. You know, and it's like, no, nah, that's totally fair. I get it. Like, it is a different show. <laughs> and that's why we had to separate the two because we want to talk about this shit, but, you know, not it's a one. different audience, you know? <laughs> yeah. oh shit well guys any final thoughts for the evening because i'm gonna announce what the next show is gonna be at the end of the final thoughts here oh shit oh shit oh shit uh now final thoughts is uh i fucking hate brian obadowski and he's a piece of shit so wow yeah okay i thought you guys more like comic book related not, and or, that's where I'm standing. That's my stance no. in general. That's fair. Yeah. My final that's thought fair. is, uh, I want to. I'm actually really excited about the Fantastic Four. I've actually been reading. Oh, wow, dude, you have all these closet about. like ex- like excitements under the table, like Wandavision and Fantastic Four, and like you just don't you don't wear those proudly. You want to you want to hear something randomly? I have a collection of Scarlet Vic. Scarlet Witch and Vision comic books from the 70s, like a 12 issue series. I have just, I just, I branch out, man. Like, Wait a minute, you're telling me that <laughs> that's, that's not a, that's not a new nah, connection? Nah. No, they've been, they've been lovers forever. Yeah, they, oh, Jesus, they, uh, I know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing, John. I don't Snow. deserve to be on this show. I'm basically on this show just so I can learn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everyone has to learn, and you know it's always good to absorb more information. Yeah, like a sponge, like a dirty sponge. I'm still opinionated as fuck, (laughs) but uh, did not know that. So I thought that was just Disney being like, you know, who got along in that uh, Avengers movie? Wandavision. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna make a show. (laughs) Let's do this. Trying to fuck that robot. Been been trying to get on that robot dick. Yeah. So yeah. all right. We're so good. next next episode, and I'm I'm committing to it. Well, I'm Phil and I are already in. Last so, time. You, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I called it. Which That's one? what we're doing. Which one? The first five. One. <laughs> first five in reverse order. I will talk about one. <laughs> cool. Next episode. Land before time. Seal. The original. <laughs> no, fuck off. We're going to talk about um, Justice League uh, apop- Apocalypse War. Justice League Dark. Yeah, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So, Saul, you got you to gotta finally fucking watch it. So, because we want to compare it as we've been prompted to do so to Endgame. 
I mean, I'll do my damnedest. And if I don't watch it, I'm just going to act like I did. No, you need to watch it. I'll make sure you watch it. <laughs> I'm not fucking, with her, fucking around with that. You, you gotta, gotta watch it. it. I rebel. No, I'll send it to you. You'll watch it. You'll be like, man, I was going to be a dick about that on the next episode, but Obe sent me it, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> well, you guys loved it, loved it so much. I feel like I have to watch it and hate it. I just have to. She can go into it like that. Why can't we have like a, a positive episode? I I'm not like into it. Needs positivity. Not in, yeah, but not right here. Brian, remember, uh, literally you said last this word. This is a place I, I hate. I fucking hate you. So I got to th- find, th- I'm going to get a notebook. I'm going to put on my cool watching glasses and I'm going to look for things to hate You're about You're going to make notes <laughs> yep. to, to hate. It's like <laughs> page one. <laughs> Superman did not need to say that. That was yep. dumb. I'm going to nitpick the shit out of it. Please don't. That's how you destroyed <laughs> BVS. All yeah. right. Well, it was fun, y'all. Uh, the I'm excited for next week, though. I'm be honest with you. I really want to talk about that shit uh, and not land before time. Boo! We'll get that next week. After that, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I gotta go do like 80 hours of Wikipedia reading on a comic <laughs> book <laughs> to get even kind of con- or just start reading comic books. Right. I mean, hey. it's not like I can get a hold of them right now. I have. I mean, I am. Um, yeah. I guess I was. I have so many comic books that I could just leave you if I had access to you as a person. You don't. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send it pigeon mail, old school. Are they digitized now? No. Can I just get them? It's Can the I get shit the I bought from Chad. Digitally. Yeah, yeah he had some shit. Comic books online. Go get a. What's that app? Hmm. It's like Marvel. It's like Marvel now. Oh shit! You know, I remember that in the DC app that gave you access to a bunch of comic books. Yup, like yeah. all of the inventory. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you probably yeah, should have yeah. that. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, I had that app for a minute, but then I stopped subscribing. <laughs> That's well, my bad. You did good. Cool. All right, dudes. Well, you all have a lovely evening, and thank you for hanging out once again. Until next time. Next time. Ha-ha! Rejoice. Huzzah! Huzzah! Bye, Phil. I love you. Fuck you, Obi. I love you too, Phil.